cervical <laughs> cervical orgasm. Spit it out. Spit it out. But I don't want to smash her. Yeah, there's Pepper thinking about eating Tyrrell's crisps or someone's boobs. Hi and welcome to Talking Tacos. I'm Miri. Every fucking time. Can we just... She's Miri every fucking time. Oh, I <laughs> ache like fuck. Hi and welcome to Talking Tacos. I'm Pepper. she, her. I'm Holly, she, her. I'm Alex, she, her. And we have a special guest. Can we call her a guest anymore? No. Yes. Your family. Your family. Now make your own cup of tea. I was listening to the last... I'm going to pan, sir. The Oh, the sass. I'm never coming back on, am I? I actually the last episode I listened to um, was the previous episode that you were a guest on, which is why I went. We should invite us, man. Um, and um, that was when we introduced our guest, and Peps introduced herself again. <laughs> <laughs> we've got we've got a special guest, and Peps went, "Oh, hello, me, it's me. It's me." Anyway, what's your name? Where are you from? Um... I'm Tess and I'm she, her, and where I'm from is a very backwards place in England. Fantastic. Just pick one of them. Could be anything. North. It's a magical place. We have gravy or not gravy. Yeah, do you know they don't do? They don't do chips and gravy down south, mate. Yeah, well, that's true. Don't lie about that. It's gross. I'm not. I'm being dead serious. Chips and gravy and mayonnaise, please. Thank you. Chips and gravy is food of gods. There is no chips and gravy. That's a lie. How do you live? We do have it. Look, we have it. And I say, shut the fuck up. We do. Yes, we do. No, it's not the same gravy. What are you chatting about? (laughs) Chippy gravy. Chippy. Today. (laughs) Thick and like. Yeah, I know. I know. What kind of gravy you mean? I like a thick (laughs) gravy. Wow. Wow. She oh, went wow. There. Oh, she went there quick. She went there. Dirty bastard. <laughs> I'm going to try and segue while everyone else is talking shit. <laughs> it's time for. Hot topics. Hot topics. Hot, 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 hot topics. Hot topics. Hot, 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 hot topics. Mattress surfing. Oh, for fuck's sake. Uh, it's time for... Why do you keep saying good fucking soup? <laughs> what is this joke about berries and cream? <laughs> I don't know either, to be fair, but I'll just take is. it. Berries and cream could be a good soup well, if you tried hard enough. I'm having takeaway Sunday. I'm super excited. Is that your hot topic? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I've got a great hot topic that everybody else here knows, but you don't. Oh, well, you don't know my hot topic, and everybody kind of like knows about it, but they oh, what? I just clicked. Oh, but they don't know about it. About it, but that's what my hot topic's going to be. Something that happened this week. Do you want me to get right into it and tell you what my hot topic is? So, um, my hot topic this week is, as uh, most of you know, I teach a theatre class. This week, first week back, quite a busy week on the first week. 
It's always very fun, very stressful, always a lot to do, which is fine because I kind of like it like, not stressful, but do you know, super fast paced. Yeah, like hectic and you just get shit yeah, done. Yeah, every, everything's getting done. Mm-hmm. So I have spent some time doing some like little class plans, had an incredibly detailed plan this week because it was the first week back. It was like getting to know each other tasks um, and then we was going to move on to audition techniques and singing for auditions that are being held next Wednesday, which is much sooner than they usually are held. We usually have a few weeks. This week were dance auditions as well. So how they usually do it is uh, split all of the kids into two age groups. And then it's the same choreographer that takes both of those uh, different halves of the class. Well, this time, without my knowledge, uh, things had been switched up a little bit. So at the last minute, I was asked, um, Holly, can you and Vicky just um, go and teach the junior students a ballet? (laughs) A ballet. You're an expert ballet, right? A ballet. Ballet. You're a ballet expert. I know absolutely nothing about ballet. (laughs) Pirouette. Almost died. My butt cheek is, it's it's still an injury in my butt cheek. Left or right? Right, right in the butt cheek. Left, right in the butt cheek. I must have overstretched it. (laughs) How does one overstretch a butt cheek? Do some ballet and you might find out. (laughs) (laughs) There's a multitude of reasons. (laughs) (laughs) so um then i came home from teaching said ballet and jane for those who don't know jane's my mother bless jane jane made me do it in the kitchen (laughs) maybe not bless jane (laughs) did you then bruise your other butt cheek kitchen ballet i didn't but that dance is going in the next show so it wasn't (laughs) a bit that bad (laughs) Congratulations. Congratulations and celebrations. You got your ballet. It's already in the show. See, see. Okay, good. Well done. Thank you. Sorry, that was my hot topic. It's all right. My butt's fine. It's not going to fall off. At least I hope it's not. (laughs) Uh, That would be really unfortunate. So it might fall off. It could very well fall off. I've heard that that's what they do most. But fall off. It's a common injury amongst ballet ballet (laughs) dancers. They're just walking around with no asses. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, my hot topic. So, uh, this week I decided to dive into TED Talks and dive. And I. I hate saying this word, but I'm an adult and I can do it. You can do it. I believe in you. So there's a TED talk. Uh huh. Called. Uh huh. Drum roll. Masturbation. What? <laughs> What's it called, Peps? Masturbation. <laughs> Masturbation is the new meditation. Yes. Way. She said it. I said it. See, I can. I'm an adult. I can do it. Anyway. I thought, oh my, well, I'm obviously going to click play on this. So I did. Why did you think that? Was it because you, you're into meditation or masturbation? Which one? I was, th- I was going to ask the same question. Yeah. <laughs> I, st- I started off by looking at videos which were about intersex. Mm. And then gradually as you worked your way down, there was uh, another one called Clitorati. And then like I videos saw- are TED Talks. 
videos in general sorry ted talks though oh, these okay. are ted talks to clarify mm-hmm. um right anyway the one that caught your eye is say it again sorry i forgot the title i've said it once and that is enough so anyway so i thought i'm clicking on this okay uh and i sure you, found sure you are. i found out something mm. that i did not know about the body <laughs> what okay of uh. So, if you have a cervix, right, apparently, you can have a cervical orgasm. Is this news to everybody? I didn't know oh. it had a name. Okay, it's test. not news. I no, thought it was an orgasm. No, but it's a different, It's a, like, you can have different kinds of them, can't you? Yeah. From different areas. Mm-hmm. And this is just another area where you can have one. Mm-hmm. And I had no idea you could do that through your uh, cervix. Not everyone. Through your cervix. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, it takes a bit of work. But this is this is brand new. It takes a bit of practicing. You Apparent- need to train every Apparently, day. So <laughs> I for months. I suppose if you're single, you've got no other option. I mean, I <laughs> over COVID, I- we've had plenty of time. <laughs> I looked this up though after mm-hmm. you mentioned it. I did. And there are a lot of articles, like if you do need to train once a day every day, there are a lot of articles out there that tell you exactly how to do that. Yeah. Um, if anyone's interested. After this is finished, do... will you just like send me the links to that, please? So I'm actually, I'm going to <laughs> for tweet. Science. I'm going to, I'm going to tweet out the uh, TED Talk for this. Uh, and maybe it, underneath we can put some links. Genuinely, though, it was actually quite an interesting TED Talk. If you, I can, do like TED Talks. I think mm. they're really interesting. I've been on a TED Talk week this week, but um, mm. yeah, there are lots of interesting ones. It just, yeah, it is, it is genuinely an interesting. I believe talk you. And I believe you. Get send me the link and I will watch it. You will blimmin' watch it. Anyway, yeah, that's um, that's a very hot topic. From it's me, very, guys. Very, very hot topic. Very, oh, hello. <laughs> <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> so my, so I've got a small hot topic, which is really just personal news, which is that I have finally got a new car, which I find really exciting. Thank you. I feel like it's my transition from, and now I'm 33 years old, but I feel like it's my transition from like my young adult years through to my actual being an adult years. Um, because I've had this car, uh, for a very, very long time. Um, it's a shit tip. Uh, Tess can attest to that. Sorry. Um, it wasn't um, as bad as my car. Don't worry. Oh, thank you very much. I mean, it was, yeah, it was pretty, pretty, it was pretty, pretty, it was pretty, pretty. Um, but got a brand new car and I've given it a name, which is the first time I've done that ever. Um, what did I, what did you go with in the end? So I don't agree. So I don't agree with out and out calling cars women's names. I've never understood that. I've never understood like calling boats women's names. I've never understood with calling anything a woman's, a woman's name. name. And I think it's I think it's something that men do because men have typically been like you know in the past the boat owner or the car owner oh. or the whatever. Um, <clears throat> And it's nice for them to kind of own this woman. Um, oh. But I have called it a woman's name. Um, I've called it Avor after Avor from Assassin's Creed. Hull is shaking her head. Um, but she's like small and powerful and dark and moody and aggressive. And that is exactly what my car is. 
dark, moody, aggressive, and powerful and small. Those are the words that I said. So I've got a new car. Very excited. It's a um, Volkswagen Scirocco, which is something I've wanted for a long time. And I'm going to enjoy it for four years, and then I'm going to trade it in for an electric car. So there you go. That is not the name that I suggested, that I thought was the best name that you could possibly ever have named that car. It was a pretty good, it was a good suggestion. Not good enough, apparently. Do you want to shed some light on what that was? I said that it should just be called Dwayne. (laughs) Because. Because. His nickname could be Sir Rock. Uh Uh-huh. And it's a Sirocco. As in in Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Yep. And that makes so much sense. It makes a huge amount of sense. And I think it's very creative. I am going to call your car Dwayne. And there's nothing you can do about it. (laughs) Yeah, fair enough. I mean, I've even been so much of a twat that I've looked at personalised number plates that say Avel on them. I haven't done it. It's like £600. Mm. Um, But... um, the car actually it obviously had a personalised number plate on it and it's got a mark where it's been removed and a new one put on. So like I'm gonna have to put I'm gonna have to put a personalised one on there, otherwise it's always gonna have a mark, isn't it? So I think it should I still think it should be Winona. I just don't feel like it's a Winona. Doesn't matter. <laughs> Thanks, Peps. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> I mean, out of all the Winona characters I would say its personality is closest to Winona. Yeah, mm. fair enough. But I'm yeah, going with yeah. Abel. Fine. I'm going with Abel. Fine. Well, I Sorry, think you're wrong. Dwayne. Yeah. Tess, do you have any hot topics? No pressure. Um. Yeah. Um. In eleven days' time, I shall be on a plane. What? She's <gasps> very exciting, and I'll be on a plane by myself. Just no, I'm going on somewhere. a plane, or are you <laughs> going somewhere? <laughs> no, I'm just no, driving down just to gonna Manchester. You're not going to go and sit on a plane. Say, hey, can I sit on a plane, please? Just sit on a wing. Yeah, just, yeah. Manchester Airport is arguably one of the best I don't even know why I said Manchester. I'm not flying from Manchester. I'm flying from Liverpool. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a bit offended yeah, now, actually. I normally fly from Manchester. Liverpool, Liverpool. Liverpool. Li- sorry. Sorry, it just came out. Because Manchester is not as good. As, as a city, Liverpool. I would prefer Liverpool. Just, so, you know. where in Spain are you flying to? I am going to Barcelona. Where Barcelona. Sorry. My brother oh. lives about oh. 30 minutes outside of Barcelona, and I'm going oh, to see lovely. my big brother for the first time in over a year, and I can't wait. Oh, and, brilliant. And this oh, is your cool. brother who has a lot of courgettes, I believe. Yes, the courgette. As far as I'm aware, the courgette gate is still going on. Gosh, oh, please. Um, I mean, you... I know this is a hot topic, but let's delve into courgette gate. Are you going to be sending lots of photos of courgettes and all the recipes you'll be making avec? In fact, yeah, I'll <laughs> do a whole courgette thread on Twitter. Oh, please. Oh, my God, like, yes. like an American beauty style pose. With courgette. <laughs> Can you make a courgette lasagna? Yeah. Can you make a courgette taco? I could. I could make a pasta, courgette. Pasta, courgette pasta, Martini. courgette cake, courgette, courgette um, curry. Just courgette everything, because um, apparently... Frittata. 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 Uh, yeah, so courgettes. 
Courgette chips. Eat a little bland courgette and just like a pear. I don't know. But yeah. Mm. Uh, well, I wanted to say one more hot topic. It's the one that Holly doesn't know. Are you a top? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I am playing rugby on Sunday. Oh, yeah. Um, and uh, guess who I'm playing against? Please don't say it's Nick. It's Nick. Is it? Yeah, oh, Nick. Batterer, come on. <laughs> no, I You're can't beat her up. up. No, I bet you. I, I feel like Nick. Yes, you can. Me and Nick. Um, so for people who don't know, Nick is in the taco group chat. I feel like me and Nick are very. <laughs> She's the only adult. <laughs> she is. But I feel like in many ways we're very similar. Um, and I think yeah. we might have like a similar sense of humor. Like I feel like we have a similar temper. Like and <laughs> similar temper. And, uh, Nick mm, does not have a temper mm, at all. So, I so yeah and no. So like she's the kind of person who's totally chilled, totally chilled until like you cut her up when you're driving. For example, not that I've seen this, but I've heard a lot of I've Absolutely I've heard a lot of stories. Not. And so she gets annoyed with drivers. No, no, no. Well, I don't know. Like she she says that she like she can be quite aggy, but I've not seen it. She was she's driven me places and she was an absolutely perfect driver. Um, but I feel like on the pitch, this is the thing. I'm not, I'm not an aggressive person in real life. But get me on the pitch, and I'm quite competitive. Um, punch me in the face, and I'll get really angry. So I, I think, um, I think Nick's gonna be super competitive. Even though she's a bit like, I don't know quite know what I'm doing. I'm very new to this. I still think she'll play really well because I think she has that like competitive attitude. So I'm quite looking forward to it. But I don't want to smash her. But it could happen. What? <clears throat> Soph- Sophie's getting away with what? murder. I can't. I can't, I can't <laughs> wait for her. Nick to body slam you. Well, I'm really excited for that. I wish I could come and watch. Well, I'm that supposed really to be fun. there. I'm captaining the development squad. Um so I'm supposed to be going down there and being very responsible and not taking the piss <clears throat> um, because it's a lot of people who are quite new to the game and I'm much more experienced. So I'm there to kind of guide and help structure the game. Um, she is not a baby game. So we'll see how that goes. Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward Thanks. to hearing about that. I think she's going to smash it. I think she will. She's got long limbs. She has got really long Speaking limbs. Speaking of limbs... I've got nothing. Speaking of rugby, <laughs> yeah, which is why I sport. thought we'd talk about it. <laughs> Speaking of limbs. Speaking of yeah. limbs that move to create sports, we're talking about sports. Sports, 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 sports. Sports, 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 sports. Mix this all together, sports, you get sports. Alex, what in particular about sports are we well, discussing? I mean, there's lots of things, and there are lots of sports. Um, but today we thought we'd have a kind of like something we haven't really touched on because I guess like we do talk about sports within our group chat, but we we actually yeah. have a separate chat for mm-hmm. sporting events. Sports chat. So yeah. So this summer true. we had. Do we know why I'm part of that group out. chat? Because I would defo have a really bad <laughs> case of FOMO if I wasn't in it. But I do like it because I have learned a lot this summer. 
in oh, that group good. chat. I am not in this group chat because I give zero shits. Yeah, which is why you're going to be super useful this episode. So, <laughs> <laughs> so we've got, uh, this is going to be really educational for you. Um, so we've got a group chat which is separate, which has kind of evolved over the summer. So obviously, like, we started with the Euros, um, which was heartbreaking uh, for any England fan. Um, we had Beth in our group chat, um, and they uh, support... England and Italy. I feel like I just feel like they just didn't care what just, the outcome isn't it, was. Such a like a luxurious position to be in. Like, oh, I win mm-hmm. both ways. Okay, whatever. We just we're English and we lose all the time. Um, and that that obviously <laughs> happened. Um, I'm sorry, that just could be just a slogan in general. We're English, we lose all the time. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much, that's our thing, right? Like that's why. Like we've been invaded so many times is because we're like we get invaded and we lose and then those people get invaded and they lose and then Yeah, you know, and then we just have to learn all their languages instead of our own. Oh god. <laughs> god what is this colonialism? It's crazy. Um and then Euros turned into um Olympics and then Olympics turned into Paralympics. Um and then I think... The 100. Year, I guess, but it didn't turn into a 100 chat. Oh. So next year, then it's going to so transition. So next year, we've got um, the Women's Euros, um, which was supposed to be this year, but because the men's got moved, the women's got moved. So that's next year, which is really exciting. Um, which is being hosted in the UK, by the way. If anybody didn't know, look it up. Um, all the stadiums they've picked are absolutely shocking uh, for the women's game. Want to go to see women uh, play football in Rotherham? No. What? Uh, yeah, it's an absolute shocker, but there you go. That's uh, that's women's football for you. Um, so, we've had a great summer of sport. And actually, there's been some really fantastic uh, LGBT stories coming out of that. And also, uh, like, women's sports stories. I think The 100 is an absolutely fantastic example of that. Um so we thought that, uh, yeah, I thought we'd talk about sport today, which isn't, isn't something that we normally talk about on the pod, but actually something that kind of dominates my daily life, I guess. Daily. Yeah, daily. Daily. Like, like daily. Like Tom Daly. Um, but but not. Tell you what, though, bearing what? in mind, uh, I'm I, not that asked about the cricket, not the cricket, <laughs> Bearing in mind, I'm not that asked about uh, the sports. I really did get into the 100, um, the women's one. Um, yeah, I think I on and off over the years, I haven't minded cricket, but I go through phases. But this one where it's faster and also because, um, sorry, Sophie's making bad jokes in the chat. Um it's very funny. Can you put that joke? Can you actually put that joke into Robot Soap? Because that's really, really funny. The 100 sucked. Can't believe they killed Lexa. Anyway, the the main thing that I loved about the 100 is all the teams were sponsored by snacks. So <laughs> it, it was like Tyrrells versus Skips. Or, uh-huh. or uh, I don't know. <laughs> of course. The best thing is you had Tyrrells across the boobs. Absolutely. The best Tyrrell place boob. for them. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, dear. Sorry, I had thoughts. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I've actually lost my thread. 
<laughs> anyway, it was yeah, just... Pepper was... thinking about eating Tyrrell's crisps or someone's boobs. <laughs> She's a dirty bitch. <laughs> what flavour, Peps? Salt and vinegar? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> The green ones. The green page. ones. <laughs> um, it's hard for me to explain why I enjoyed the hundred, but I think the fast pace, the fact I was watching women's sport, um, was more exciting, and not. I just. It was just. It was entertaining. Ah, oh, you bitch! You've got Tyrrells. I do have uh, Tyrrells. I've had those for about two months. <laughs> Uh, yeah, um, yeah. Sorry, I'm not really good at explaining the sports stuff, but no, I, no, no. I, I enjoyed it. <laughs> I mean, I, and I think that's the really important thing is that, like, you don't really watch sports. Like, I don't. Yeah, you haven't you haven't really watched much uh, women's sports, mm. um, but inexplicably, you watched the hundred and you really enjoyed it because, mm. like, firstly, they've got it into this kind of package format, which is quite digestible. Yeah. Um, it's quick, so it doesn't dominate a whole day. And obviously, mm. people often see cricket as like five days worth of, like, I don't know, like one over every yeah. six minutes or something uh, like and that. Then so, a, and then a cucumber sandwich. Yes. Um, so, firstly, it's really digestible, but but also like it's people like you and also your your kids, um, who should be watching this stuff. And it's incredible that for the first time, like. I the hundred has completely changed women's cricket because like they went from no one turning up to domestic games um and a lot of these women who played in the hundred don't play for England or don't play for their national team so they've gone from playing domestic games when like I don't know one man and his dog turns up to watch them to playing in front of people on national television and sorry just to interrupt like and some uh like really young like 16 year olds have just yes. done their GCSEs. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's Casey. Yeah. Casey. Casey. She was incredible. Mm. Um, and like absolutely no fear. And the best thing about the entire thing was seeing young girls in the audience. Actually, no, sorry, young girls and boys in the audience watching women's cricket. And it just blew, I, like I got pretty emotional. And I think it's, I think it's where women's football was a few years ago. It was at that turning point where people actually go, okay. I can I can watch this and enjoy it, and also as kids I can see myself and I can go, okay, I want to pick up a cricket bat and Isn't a that cricket right? bat and start I've, saying, because start watching. Like my daughter, um, seeing women playing sports, like she watches women's football um, with Andy, she loves that, and it's just mm. she's seen <clears throat> that rather than, oh, I yep. can do that. It's just that whole representation malarkey, and I know this is some dumb but i saw i don't remember who the player was but she had uh rainbow um what they called oh shoelaces yeah so i remember manchester originals um one day i mean they just came out i mean a lot of players what's great about women's cricket i mean it's women's sport full stop is that like a lot of the players are lgbt plus qi plus um and so, you know, I was saying earlier how um, at some point it was the commentator was like, oh, and, you know, she's now, you know, she's come out to bat and now she's joining her wife at the crease, like at the crease and they're batting together. And like, it was just so, that was so normal. 
like and it was so lovely that it was like two wives batting together like uh like um in a cricket game um and just getting that exposure um but yeah i mean like you know manchester originals i think turned up um and wore rainbow laces and re- i think they had like rainbow bracelets and stuff and the wickets they put like rainbow stickers on um and yeah, women's cricket this this summer has been fantastic for for women in sports and for for LGBT women in sports. Just just made it feel like a safe, inclusive, fun uh huh thing to just just watch and just. But one of my favourite things about watching uh, cricket is in the you know in the audience when they're copying the umpire and they do that thing. You can't see. Yeah, when this. they signal the four. Yeah, they do. Pepper's signaling a four. I'm signaling it. <laughs> What's the other one? There's the that six. one. Yeah, what is it? Is it? Oh, it's that one. Yeah, that's yeah. the the aeroplane. <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, no, I thought the hundred was fantastic, and and what's brilliant is that off the back of that, I watched England women play last night. They beat New Zealand, um, and I think it went down to like the final two balls or something like that. It was super tight, and I was getting really stressed. <laughs> um. And we hit four off the last ball. Sophia Dunkley hit four. Um, And it cut to these, like, kids just going mental with, like, England flags. They couldn't have been, like, like, they must have been, like, six years old or something like that. But just these, like, young kids watching women, like, play cricket at, like, the highest level. Um, And, yeah, it was just, I got a little bit, got a little bit mosh. But, yeah, I think it's a real turning point. And the great thing about cricket is such it's such a skill-based thing as well um, that it's so accessible for, for women to get into as well. Tess, <laughs> do you like sports? <laughs> I mean, if they're on, I won't turn them off. I have a peculiar relationship with sports because um, I'm... I'm more of like a solo kind of competitor. Uh-huh. Um, but I think that was because like with PE and things like that at school, because um, there's not a lot of sports for women where I am, uh-huh. um, which is a bit of a letdown. Um, but like, because I don't have fingers on my right hand, nobody really wanted to play sports with me anyway. So um, I get into the I get into the Paralympics every year. That's about as much sports as I I have, but. I, because I like seeing people like myself play sports and playing sports better than a lot of able-bodied people in some ways. Oh, I was absolutely. I always get a kick out of that. And they are like unbelievably good. I think. Yeah. Like I, I mean, you look at. I mean, you kind of if you're not watching, although I was, you tend to see like the big stories that come out of the Paralympics. Um, but you know there are there are people i just can't even get over the idea that people who aren't able bodied would even get into a swimming pool um and then you've got people who who don't have arms for example swimming in a swimming pool how brave must you be to even consider doing that in the first place i think a lot of it comes out of out i mean speaking for myself but um out of stubbornness because when you're told that you can't do something yeah you're gonna want to do it so like my my biggest thing is i learned to ride two i learned to ride two wheels bike before my brother did <laughs> <laughs> and my mum and dad always say 
only a couple of minutes, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Really. <laughs> For a couple of minutes more, I was riding a bike and he was still falling off it. <laughs> and I was doing that without fingers on my right hand. So I was like... Mm. It always comes. It always comes back to me that if I'm if I'm told I can't do something because of my hand, it's like, well, I'll decide that. And I think when you you're dealing with like these Paralympians, these superhumans, they're like, well, I'm gonna do it anyway because I have as much right to this sport as anybody else. And I think that's really inspiring, on an entirely personal level. <laughs> but yeah, um, so that's why I tune into the Paralympics more than I would any other kind of but even the olympics themselves i think that's a good lesson for like even able-bodied athletes though um in terms of you know even this this weekend it's like i i'm playing rugby again for the first time after nearly two years and i broke my wrist really badly um and i haven't played since um and actually in my head i'm like oh no I, i don't know if i can do it um but you know, I, I I can't do it until I can't do it. Um, um, you just got to try. You just have to do it, haven't you? Yeah, I've just got to try and see what happens, and and I won't know unless I give it a go. So yeah, and you know, I still have a wrist, and I still have you know, and it's still there, so I can still use it, and I can still do it. So still shit myself a little bit, but we'll see what happens. Still gonna smash Nick. Yeah, I am. Yeah, you are. Smash yeah. it. Can I just like spout out some um, little Olympic and Paralympic yeah, love facts? That. Perhaps some LGBTQ plus yeah. um, <clears throat> facts. Factoids. You all may also have these in your notes if you've researched it. So this year in the Olympics, there were, oh, well, at least... 185 out LGBTQ plus When 95% athletes. of those people playing women's soccer. <laughs> well, we'll come on to that in a minute, actually. Sorry, sorry, we had rugby sevens so, as well. Sorry, I take it back. Carry on. There was also 36 our LGBTQ plus Paralympians. Add all those together and that's more our LGBTQ plus athletes than all summer and winter games combined that's ever existed. Oh, wow. Blimey. Our obviously being yeah, our, yeah. the keyword. And if um, all of those athletes represented the same country, they would have ranked 14th wow. in medal wins. So gays came 14th? LGBTQ plus in general, yeah. Sorry, sorry, yes, okay, LGBTQ plus. In general, came 14th in the Olympics. Yeah, I also read I also read another thing that said the first openly gay athletes, and there was two dates for this, and I'm not quite sure which one to believe, so if anybody can um, give me the correct fact, because I couldn't find a definitive answer anywhere is that the first openly gay athletes didn't compete until either 1988 or 1996. Because I've read both dates on multiple articles. And obviously, those first athletes must have found that so difficult 
that would have been a really, really big risk to take. I think, yeah, definitely. And I think, so it was 1996 was Atlanta, wasn't it? But to be fair, I'm not surprised that even still now, athletes find it so difficult to come out when they are in such a position. When there's countries like Russia who used terms like abomination, um, perversion, psychopaths, obviously not speaking on behalf of all of Russia, but those three words were said by a spokesperson for the country. I think it's I think it's very difficult, especially when you look at so obviously so nineteen ninety six was Georgia. I feel like nineteen eighty eight was that that was Seoul, South Korea and you know, more recently we've had kind of winter Olympics in Russia. Um, you know, we've had uh the World Cup, more recently the football world cup in Russia. Um, you know, we had matches um in the Euros this year in Hungary, um, who very recently kind of brought out anti LGBT legislation. Um and it it must be incredibly difficult to go to these countries and and be out, uh, especially you know I think you know we've seen, um you know unfortunately we've seen a lot of racism, um, you know rear its head um, in football recently, um, in you know very, you know in the England game the other day absolutely horrific, so imagine an LGBT football player looking at that. And going, is this how I'm going to be treated, or or worse potentially? Um, uh, you know, if I came out, um, how much easier will my life be if I just? Because let's face it, I mean, a lot of these very high-profile football players have some very, very good PR agencies who work for them. Um, is it easier to be in the closet and have them manage my relationships? It must be such an awful way to live, though. Like not. Not being allowed to be who you are and be who you want to be with just because you play a sport. Like, I can't... It's like their whole career, though, isn't it? It's not just, like, a hobby. It's everything to them. It's their whole career that they could potentially lose. So, um, Olympian Tom Daly, obviously one of, like, the most Mm -hmm. famous Olympians. Um, After he came out, there was a competition in Russia in 2014 And because he was so concerned about his safety and he didn't want to put himself at risk, he decided not to enter the competition. So then all of his teammates went, all of, you know, like his friends were there. After that, after they'd all come home and he'd seen how much fun they'd had and all the things that they'd done. Um, In the article that I read that was wrote about this, he said that he just wishes that, he would have put himself first and just gone and not worried about what might happen or what other people think. But obviously his fear was that bad. It stopped him from doing it in the first place. It's interesting because I, I think kind of a, along similar lines, um, you know, we you kind of start to question why are these places rewarded with competitions that are supposed to be such a celebration, you know, especially the Olympics. The Olympics is such a celebration of kind of almost like everyone is equal, like everyone is welcome. 
Um, all you need to do is be the best at the world in this sport. We don't care who you are. Come and compete. Um, and, you know, you give Olympic Games and Olympic Games for Russia, for example. You know, you play football games, uh, UEFA Euros in Hungary. Um, and it, it feels like a reward for bad behavior. Um, it feels like you're sending people and also, you know, you're sending fans an LGBT fan, for example, doesn't necessarily feel like they can travel to support their football team. But then the flip side of that is, okay, well, it's an opportunity for us to go there and show what we're about and show that we're, you know, we can compete as LGBT athletes. Um, we are on the same level. We can show people what just living together and being ourselves is. Um but, Being human. Yeah. Yeah. For, it, let's, let's be honest, it all comes down to um, those that uh, are in power and money. And I'm not saying there's corruption, but like, that's the only reason these places are getting it. It's the people that vote for it, you know? That and, I mean, 100%, but also is, is, LGBT rights part of the bid or is it that they have the infrastructure to deliver it so do they have the stadiums do they have the transport can they put the event on um are they going to sell all the tickets um that that kind of thing there's that many countries in the world though that, it that should, should be that yeah, should I be agree. part of it well I hope that we will I think there is more more focus on stuff like that um and obviously we've had um, you know, we had the stadium in, in Munich, was it, wanting to light up um, in the pride colours as a protest against Hungary's stance. Um, we had Nua, who was wearing his um, pride uh, captain's band um, uh, through the tournament. Uh, and also, obviously, recently we've had at the Hungarian Grand Prix, we had Vettel come out in complete, <laughs> complete rainbow, head to toe. He looked like an absolute idiot. Um, uh, but yeah, as a as a protest against um, Hungary's stance. So even though you're like, well, should they really have a Grand Prix? At least the Grand Prix has give an opportunity for some kind of protest, which there wouldn't have been if they hadn't have been awarded that Grand Prix. Um, yeah, it shines a bit of a light, doesn't then it? Then going back to what you said before, Alex, do you know about the US soccer team? Agree or disagree, it is more socially accepted for women in sports to be part of the yes. LGBT Q plus community yes, absolutely. than it is men. Yes. So, I mean, in soccer and rugby, like, we're all gay. We're not. There's a lot of straight people who play. But there is also, I, I would say probably our team might be like 50% LGBTQ. But then 50% of a men's team likely is not, likely but not. But it is likely that there is at least one gay footballer in the Premier League. Just, I mean... Let's statistically speaking, um, and and well, yeah. I've I've found this recently because I've been wanting to maybe try my hand at cricket, um, because I'm 
aware that I play rugby, it's a contact sport, I'm 33, and eventually my body won't really want to do it anymore. It's going to give out, um, Alex. It is, it is. Cut when it. I get to your age, peps, fuck oh, me. Oh, you bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I asked um, for that. Okay, go on. Yes, yeah. <laughs> um, and um, so I want to get into cricket, um, and there is there is an LGBT cricket team, one of the first in the country, uh, just around the corner from me, and I was like, fuck yes, I'm going to go play with the gays. Um, and then when I look into it, of course it's all men. Oh, is it really? Well, there are a few women that play. It's all men because the women's team down the road doesn't care if you're gay. <laughs> but the men's team down the road... Mm-hmm. Have a separate gay team? Might No, 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 they don't. Oh. They don't, they, they are less <laughs> inclusive because gay men are less welcome I mean, it sounds harsh, but that that's the truth. Gay men it's are less true, welcome though, in it? men's sport than women are in gay women are in women's sport. So well, it's like that for all sports because I think back to like my experience with ice hockey. Loads of female ice hockey players are gay, and then I look at the teams that I've worked with, like on a personal level, and there's not a chance <laughs> on this earth that any of the male players that I've met and had any kind of relationship with would ever like Mm -hmm. come out Mm -hmm. even if they were and yeah yeah there's a lot that we could dig into there I mean uh, you know when you're looking at kind of the type of women who get into sports and why we get into sports because of gender roles that we've built into uh into our society um uh but you know it's interesting I think just just coming back to sports and why women you know why women play sports and um why we end up being kind of more gay well not more the gay than straight that's probably not true but more gay than like men's teams often are um I really you know I did find it really striking I think coming back to what Tess said that there really aren't many sports teams uh women's sports teams um up in the northwest and it's it's probably the same in certain areas of the northeast for example um but I was pretty shocked going up to fight. So I played a charity cricket game and they don't really have a women's team. Like it's one of the biggest towns in the area, right? Whitehaven is probably one of the biggest in, in the area. Um, they don't really have a women's team. I think they had like a girls team at one point. Cause I think my cousin was captain. Um, you know, they don't have women's rugby teams. Um, I think women's sports in Cumbria sort of ends hmm. at school. And I, I was just absolutely shocked. And the the problem is that then that kind of sets a precedent for the way that women are viewed and tr- treated in, in some ways and the roles that they should take in life. I mean, I'm going to talk about my, my, <laughs> my thing later. Um, but the way we were treated at this charity game by men and the way that we were spoken to shocked me because I wasn't used to being spoken to like that because I'm I'm very used to playing sports with men when we do mixed tournaments who are used to women playing sports but the men that we were playing with weren't used to women being in this situational scenario so it made the interactions quite difficult um and also I'm quite an aggy person <laughs> Um, no shit really yeah yeah an, um, an aggie, it might come as a surprise on, to you an aggy person yeah aggy what does that mean 
aggro. You're an aggro person. Fuck's sake. <laughs> you get aggravated. Well, I can, yeah, I mean, well. Or you aggravate. Yeah, by, I can be aggravated by, like, the patriarchy, yes. Okay. It means she's really me. aggressive. Be yeah, aggressive. I'm a, his, be, I'm a hysterical woman. Okay, so, um, you, okay, I'm going to use this. I'm not, I just know. A- Aggie is another word for being an assertive woman who knows how to stand up for herself. Oh, you know what um, really pisses me off when... when uh, people say that my daughter is bossy i always um i hate that as well because the i always kids say she, she's just being mm-hmm. assertive i saw strong I always, leadership skills i say it every time it pisses me right off oh my god that's an excellent grind and, and speaking of double standards actually um one thing i don't know, it really struck me when watching the olympics um was and something we've not talked much about but we are going to talk about in the future um, cause, uh, we have a guest lined up trans athletes, um, at the Olympics. Um, and obviously a big story. Um, well, I say a big story because obviously a lot of fuss was made about it, um, was Laurel Hubbard, who's, uh, the New Zealand weightlifter. Um, so she is, I think she's kind of ranked in the top 10, um, uh, women's weightlifters in the 87 plus kilograms division um so she lifts weights uh for new zealand as a weightlifter as a weightlifter that she does lift weights who, who would have thought um and uh yeah she lifts them really well um and obviously that really terrifies people um and there was um there was a lot of um i think as to be expected i think in the last two years there's been a lot of talk about laurel hubbard and she's kind of been at the center point of, of a lot of discussion around kind of uh, trans athletes um and she came along to the olympics um and a lot of people were very angry about it i mean obviously uh because i mean that's just gonna happen because this is the world we live in unfortunately and um uh she didn't register a lift and 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 that was the end of her olympics sadly for her um but obviously all the talk i shouldn't say all the talk but it's all the talk you hear is you know, why are they letting a man compete in a woman's sport? You know, it's unfair on women, blah, 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 blah. I mean, firstly, I just want to point out that, like, she's within the top 10, okay? So she's competitive, but she's not coming out and, and dis- like, destroying careers. Like, this is, like, oh, God, I don't, let's not even get into, like, the, the biology discussion. It's absolutely ridiculous. But that's the discussion right so we have a trans fee like a, a, like a trans woman uh participating in sport and the narrative here is that how could they let a man come in and do this on the flip side of that we have quinn so quinn plays for canada in the uh football or the soccer um and Quinn, congratulations, Quinn, uh, won a gold medal. I think the first ever trans athlete to win a gold medal at the Olympics. Um, Quinn is, uh, trans, has come out as transgender and non-binary. Um, so they were born female, biologically, participate as a female um, in the women's, the Canadian women's team, biologically, um, but identifies as trans, as trans and non-binary. Um, but for some reason, despite being biologically female, 
The narrative here is how could they met? They're the only team that has a man playing for them. How could they let a man play? Surely they have an advantage having a man play for them. Like, it just feels like you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. It doesn't it, matter what they do, they're it, wrong. Exactly. It doesn't matter because they're trans, they are wrong. They cannot be successful. Yeah, I think the narrative, the insidious narrative certainly is is that whatever they do, they're not valid, they're not a part of the sport because they're this and, and it's just so narrow-minded and, you know, nasty and just pathetic. It's pathetic, that kind of attitude. It's, it's, re- it's really pathetic. Yeah. It's so, I mean, obviously you kind of have to kind of, uh, kind of just try and ignore the social media trolls, I guess, as we call them, um, because, because really it's meaningless, ultimately, you know, who gives a, who gives a shit what you think because Quinn's a gold medalist? Fuck you. Yeah, what they're doing, <laughs> yeah. you know, Quinn's up here yeah. and they're way down there. So but it just, yeah. it just really struck me that there was such a, like a, just two diff- completely different, same prejudice, but two completely different arguments against it. And it just didn't make any sense. And I think that's when I really went, this is just stupid. <laughs> This is just stupid. Because I think as as a sports person who has kind of been on that journey, um, and I'm not perfect, like, you know, we 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 are as a sports person, if you went, Okay, today you're going up against a trans athlete. A, a few probably a few years ago I would have been kind of like, Oh fuck, oh I'm gonna get run over. Do you do you know what I mean? Um and that's from self preservation more than anything else. Like I've been a, on a journey with it, um, and I think that that comes to that comes from kind of exposure um, and being very open. Um, and I have a completely different perspective on it now. I don't know. I think there's I think there's a very long way to go um, from being someone who who plays in in a contact sport. Um, I think they're considering we are like we discussed before, very LGBT heavy. You would be surprised by the amount of people from the LGBT community who play rugby who would not be welcoming of a trans player within their team. I, you know, I, we, we have a transgender policy now. Um, it's very much up for debate, but, and I, I know that some people are very unhappy with it, um, for various different reasons, from both sides of, of the argument. But I know what they are doing is that they are ensuring that they consult trans players and they're trying to do it as responsibly as possible. But yeah, I, I've been really shocked, I think, in kind of like the last six months of how 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 much intolerance there are there is in maybe the LGBTQ community in sports um, around supporting our trans athletes. Yeah, and I, I don't really know what the answer. I don't know what the answer is. I, I do think part of it's exposure. I always use this example, but like you know, I kind of wish that my grandma had been around when I came out because I think that if she'd if she'd actually known a gay person and known that we weren't terrifyingly scary, then her perspective could have been completely different. It's probably worth mentioning that we don't have all of the answers to everything. We're still on our own journeys of educating ourselves and that's okay so having these discussions 
are really important. But it's also important to remember that we really don't know everything. I think as long as, as the conversation always remains respectful and open. Exactly, yeah. And the dialogue isn't like aggressive. It doesn't become it doesn't become, you know, high emotions. It's just we're, we're just having a discussion and we're learning. We're we're learning how to be people. Um, you know, I think that that should what that should be the conversation in all humanity kind of human rights things you know you know lgbt issues i would really hope that if we said anything that was like not okay that somebody would pull us up on it and i'm sure they would i'm sure they would but i really really like i would push people to in fact or urge people to not really push people That was a really interesting uh, conversation, guys. Sports, sports, sports. Sports, sports. Thank you. Thank you for leading that, Alex. Oh, I I felt like you led a lot of that, actually, Hol. Do you? Yeah, I felt like you... You had all of the info. I thought, no, I thought you were... I thought you... Yeah, that's what I was... So I was about to say your stats. I thought... um, We are allowed to to flirt. We're getting married. All right, come on. Us? Keep eye on the prize, yes. guys. Eye on the prize. Um, yeah, we have good soup. Good soup. Good soup. Good soup. Good <laughs> Berry, soup. Berries and cream. <laughs> Hole suck dick. What? No, I did not. <laughs> <laughs> Just get yeah. to the berries and cream. Thank you for listening. It's been a pleasure. Thank you, Tess. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Can I come back? Thank you. Pleasure. Thank you for coming. Too late now, Alex. <laughs> cervix. Who's tweeted Please. cervix cricket? Sciatica <laughs> ballet. God. <laughs> what it can is he except berries and cream? So <laughs> Where is that from? Because he keeps saying it those... the same way. So it's from a TV show or something. Berries and oh, cream. Oh, she's gone. I'm going to Google berries and right, cream. Right, should no, I stop recording? So for an answer, so I don't know. Berries and cream, berries, oh, and, berries cream. and cream. commercial. Please download, please subscribe, please enjoy us in your ears. Um, and your what? mouths. Because we are tacos. <laughs> I agree. I'm so sorry about this. Uh, so unprofessional test. We literally played cards against humanity. With there's, there's, there's no boundaries anymore. It's really okay. Yep, see you next week, fuckers. Wankers. 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 Okay. <laughs> Andy Dwyer. <laughs>